When you're navigating the complicated world of real estate, you want someone you can trust holding your hand along the way. Here's just the right person and just the right program. It's the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team, Dan Jemis. Good morning, everyone. 7.07 on this Sunday morning. In studio with me today, Courtney Bondi, Sean LeBlanc, sales reps with the Dan Jemis team. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. We have lots to cover this morning. We have uh, an email that came in uh, this week. Actually, one that just came in this morning as well uh, from some listeners with some questions about real estate. So we'll get to those in a few minutes. We also have uh, a story about America's most expensive home officially listed. And you won't guess for how much. Guess for how much? Take a guess. Well, I guess, guys. <laughs> I th- I thought I, I thought I saw this, and I th- I thought it was like I want to say like twenty five million or something or twenty million. Most expensive think- home in America listed. You're close. Two hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> Jesus. So we'll tell you about that. Yeah, that was close. If, yeah, you're close. I just <laughs> missed a zero. <laughs> we'll tell you about that a little bit later, and uh, we've got uh, the uh, latest. Market update, uh, the stats for the uh, month of January for Windsor-Essex. So we'll tell you about that too. And uh, the market is just him humming right along. And the good news about last month is we're getting more listings coming in. Yes. Which yeah, is it was good. A record January for us. Record yeah, January for, for the team. team. That's yeah. awesome. But uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Listings are coming in, which makes it easier for people to to find houses, right? It's still, it's still a, bit, a bit difficult, but... It's improving. Well, it's always the the problem in a hot market is inventory. Mm-hmm. We, we say it all the time, right? There's nothing. I I have all these buyers. I need properties need to properties. sell them. And the 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 feeling I think is people have shifted. Whereas before it was I'm going to list my house first. Yep. Which gave us all this surplus of extra listings. And yep. now it's the total opposite. Yep. I need to find something first. Yes. And then I'll put my property up. And well, we're also seeing quite a few people. Um, selling first because they kind of have to because you're right now you're in multiple offers there's a good chance you're in multiple offers and the other offers coming in aren't going to have house to sell conditions so unless you can hold both mortgages right or you have cash to play with well it's that or you you roll the dice right yeah. you you find the house first and you bank on the fact that your house is going to sell really fast yeah. and you just yeah. pray oh, okay. that yeah. so pray that you, everything works out some people play that uh that little trick right so they have a week a week for conditions and then in that yeah. week they hope to sell it's a stressful week yes i mean i yeah. I, I can tell you for sure i've yeah. had at least you know a half dozen of those just this year where yeah. where that's happened and it's worked out it's, it's worked out great we, uh, yeah but that's you know you, you don't have a choice you if you, you put your backup plan right yeah. and you gotta have a yeah. yeah if i write house to sell uh condition on any offer and i'm competing against anybody done. i might as well done just like uh, not yep. even show up to the party because you don't have a chance. I know. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where people, um, you know, they're listening. They get nervous about that, right? Because they hear that saying, oh, well, we can't sell our house right now because of that. That's happening, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's causing everyone to to refrain. And next thing you know, it's it's making the, the problem worse. But we're seeing it kind of reverse a little bit, which is which is good. Yeah, and there's Which things you can do. You can, you know, shoot for a longer closing date. Yes, yes. I'm finding that there's longer closing dates, right? People are to give them that comfort zone. And then if you find something sooner, then you can always, usually does work out that you can always, you know, coordinate the, the closing dates. But to give you that peace of mind to have the longer. Well, and not just that. On top of that, because of all the multiple offers, oftentimes someone yes. coming in with no... Um, 
with no closing date. So you can pick whatever closing date you want. So for those people building or just looking for a house still, um, they have the opportunity to choose whatever closing date they want. So they can pick, well, six months, seven months, eight months, yeah, whatever they want. Whatever you want. Uh, because the buyers who are competing are trying to make their offer look as, as good as possible. Uh, and what do you have to work with when you're trying to make your offer look good? Number one is price. That's huge. The second most important is probably conditions. Yep. Right? The least amount of conditions, the better. Your typical conditions are going to be your your financing, your inspection, your insurance. Um, those are your three top conditions. And house to sell, if you have a house to sell. Um, and then you have your chattels. So what are you asking for with the property? Your appliances, uh, whatever. Whatever's not attached to the house. Um, and then your closing date really is the big one, right? And closing date sometimes is up there for, for sellers, especially in this market when they're trying to save as much time as possible. Um, then, you know, ding, is that uh, somebody wanting to sell a house court? Yeah, nope. it must be. Um, when you're trying to make your, your offer look as strong as possible, uh, that's those are the tools you have to work with. Well, right? if and if we go back to, uh, well, I mean, actually, let's jump back to home inspection really quick. Mm. So before the traditional offer was uh, conditional on home inspection, so I would obviously make my offer, I would get my offer accepted, I would have Mr. Home Inspector go in and do his thing. Yep. So uh, talking to a couple of different home inspectors last little bit, there's a couple of different options now. So now what we have is the home inspector walkthrough. So yep. as opposed to a full-blown inspection, the home inspector is going to walk through the house with you and you can say, okay, I'd like you to look at the roof. I'd like you to pop your head in the attic. Just the big stuff. I'd yep. like you to just take a look at a couple of these things. And yep. it, what works great for the buyer is you're getting professional advice before you have to make the offer. Yes. So instead of having to pay a full $300, maybe I pay 125 bucks or yep. 150 bucks. Yep. And yep. he just looks at the issues that, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to jump up into an attic. I mean, no, it's not, sure. it's not functional for us to go do that or yep. the, or the buyer. Yeah. So from the inspection perspective. So it's a pre-inspection basically is what, what Yeah, and doing. I mean, yep. you oftentimes the, the benefit, people say, oh my gosh, they're holding off on offers, they're holding off on offers. Well, yeah, it could be a great thing for us as buyers because now we actually have an opportunity to get through to the breathe. house. Yeah. I don't know yep. how many properties that you guys have gone into where yeah. uh, the first day it's listed, you know, we call for showing the second day yep. and it's already been sold. Yeah. So we never even had the opportunity. Or so. you're scrambling that day to try and get in and everybody's flustered and you just, yeah. 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 Schedules aren't coming together yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We have 15 yeah. seconds to make a decision <laughs> yeah. on whether yep. this is going to be the house you're going to live in for five years. Yes. Or if they're holding off, we have four or five days to make a decision where, you know, we're going to feel a lot better at the end of the day. You know, every market has its downfalls, right? And so right now the downfall is just, you have to make decisions faster. And so- you know, a couple of years ago, you were able to say, you know what, I'm going to sleep on this decision. You know, I'm going to get back to you guys tomorrow and we'll talk about it. And then we'll go in by ourselves, not multiple offers, and we'll, we'll, we'll make a decision. But now you don't, have that, you don't have that opportunity. You know, I always say that a couple of years ago, you know, up until a couple of years ago, multiple offers was two offers and you get a thousand bucks over asking. And you were lucky yeah. if that, that, you know, that Very happened. Very lucky. Right? Um, and now it's the complete opposite. Now we're seeing, you know, $20,000, dollars $40,000 over asking. Um, on houses that are priced high in the first place. So well, then now the the seller mindset has totally changed. Yes. Before we'd sit down in the in the listing presentation, or if, you know when we originally signed the listing, we said, okay, we're going to evaluate you after uh, two weeks or thirty mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to evaluate it again at sixty days, mm -hmm. and then we're going to evaluate again at ninety days mm -hmm. and see what we need to do. Now, if the house isn't sold in a week, 
I don't know about you, but my sellers are pushing the panic button it, and wondering what's happening. It makes our our tools that we use on the team that much more important. Our marketing tools, uh, you know, our Matterports and our video tours and our photos, because they're always important. But now more than ever, because people are making decisions on these tools that we're using. Yep. And so by the time they get to the house, they they already know they've already walked through it because of our Matterport, and they've already you know watched the videos, and they've always already educated themselves. And so by the time they get to the house. They already know that they're ready to make an offer. They're they serious. Just, they just buyer. want to literally make it official and walk through the house, you know, themselves. Yeah. So it makes the tools and the marketing that we use that much more important. And it's why we as a team spend so much money on the marketing and, and all those tools. And we have full time people on staff that just that work those tools and that handle the marketing. We have to stay on top of it. And uh, we invest a lot uh, as a team more than anyone else in Windsor Essex in, in, in those tools. It's just it's that, that important. Well, it's important because we only have, you know, sometimes we're listing a, a property on Wednesday or yep. Thursday. We're looking at offers on Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. So when we have this small window of time, if if we don't reach the maximum amount of people, how it's are we costing how, yeah. thousands? How are we yes. going to get you? Because the difference between, you know, one offer and three offers and seven offers yep. and 15 offers is, is night and day. Oh, two offers is night and day. Oh, really, can you, you, you can, you know, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it because, you know, I'm afraid to, to peeve some other um, of our industry off. But for realtors that are uh, not allowing proper time for showings on their listings, they are, um, they're hurting their sellers more Absolutely. than anything. And for sellers that are not listening to the realtor's advice and they're saying, you know what, I just want to look at the offer right now, today, and don't worry about the other showings coming up, they're costing themselves thousands and thousands of dollars. Let your realtor guide you. That's what we do for a living. And if they're trying to advise you on something, listen to what they're saying because they're living it. They're breathing it, right? And so put away the remote, put away HGTV, and what you see there, it's all pretend. <laughs> it truly is. It truly is. It truly is. It's all pretend. It's all for show, literally. Um, and listen to the advice you're being given. And I think to go off of that, it's about educating yourself to taking a few different realtors to come on in so that you can see what are they going to do for you? How are they going to work for you? Do they, do they sell enough? Do they have the stats and do they sell enough to, to work for you? That's just it. To get your house sold faster. And same thing with, with buyers, right? Educate yourself about, it's a fast, fast industry. You want somebody to protect you and that knows the different strategies that they can use to help guide you along the way. You know, oftentimes, you know, one of the biggest complaints we hear on our team from people who have worked with others before, uh, and then they come to us, is lack of attention, a lack of detail, lack of time, right? And they say, well, my realtor didn't get back to me for two days, you know, probably because they're busy with other people. The benefit we have is that there's 13 of us. And so, you know... Yeah, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. If if Courtney's booked up um, right now, then there's Sean, there's Kath, there's Sue, there's everybody, there's a whole team. Uh, you know, Lisa in our office is licensed. Joyce is licensed. There's a whole bunch of us, a whole bunch of us licensed. So there is no issue with timing on our team because we're all there to help each other, and it's amazing, right? Um, but that is definitely one one big complaint that we hear um, from people out there. Yeah, all the right? all the time, all yeah. the time, absolutely. But hey, today's Super Bowl. Get out of here! I'm telling you. Are you ya. serious? I'm I'm dead serious. <laughs> what? Cordy, you be watching? 
You mean hockey? Like, you know, is that like the stick like and the they soccer, throw yeah, something? Yeah. Like, the is the that what they do? Yeah, the badminton. Uh, badminton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you watch uh, football? I do. I got into football actually this year because of my, yeah, my friend. So she's big into football. So she kind of introduced. So now that I learned the rules and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is all right. <laughs> it's it's, it's all right. Game. Yeah. Got a long way to go. It's not my favorite, I know. It's not my favorite game, but, you know. We'll see. Football is is by far my favorite. Is it? for sure? Absolutely. So 100%. you have a party today, Sean? You're going yeah, to party? we'll be we'll be two doors down. So uh, I'll I'll hopefully make it home after. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, taxi. But yeah, no, we're making some some great food. We've got some uh, my world famous stuffed uh, cheese meatballs that get nice. made in the slow cooker. So oh, maybe I'll bring some extras into the Please. office. If there's yeah. extra, oh, if there's extra, there probably won't be extra. Kathy shared with me. I have to share with you guys this 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 thing on Facebook. This little video, and it says um, what it looks like when someone from your office when brings in free food, and it's this it's this oh, monkey, it's his chimpanzee that has like fourteen <laughs> bananas in his hand. He's walking slowly, trying not to drop them. <laughs> like, that's totally us. Yeah, that was, that was free food funny. in the office. Um, yes, my voice is a little coarse today. I apologize. We were at the uh, Gary Allen concert at the casino last night, and. You know, once I get to a concert, I sing like crazy, and my voice is gone. nearly gone. But well, that and you tried to make a reservation in Windsor yeah. for Saturday night. I didn't plan that about, very well at about four o'clock. <laughs> oh, Dan! See how often he goes on dates. I was going to say we don't get date dates very often when you know the three kids are taken care of, and uh, we say, "Okay, let's go out and uh, grab by tea." Well, this I knew is... you were in trouble when I saw the, the Facebook post at I don't know. I think it was it was what, probably new, two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah. We two said, o'clock. Where should we go? Let's, let's get some ideas from Facebook, uh, you know, friends. Yeah. And so a slew of ideas. They're all great. But yeah, everyone, well, everyone kept saying, you know what? No, we've got some space for you, but it's at four o'clock or at eight o'clock. Yep. Well, the show starts at nine, so we couldn't do eight o'clock. It was too late. So where'd you end up going? We ended up at Smoking Spice. It was delicious. Okay. It was yummy. So it was great. And, uh, but yeah, all the other restaurants we tried, they're like, yeah, no, nope, <gasps> no chance. I even tried saying, hey, I'm, I'm Sean LeBlanc and it just still didn't, didn't work, but Wow. Even at McDonald's? Even at McDonald's. <laughs> they were booked up too. Uh, when we come back, let's get to uh, our first email question. We have two. One just came in this morning before the show. Uh, we'll get to one and then probably to the next one after the break. Okay? Lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. To make better decisions when you are informed of what's going on. Real estate is often the largest investment you'll ever make. You want a real estate team you can trust helping you along the way. And definitely be able to make better decisions because of it. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show with one of the most trusted realtors in Windsor-Essex, Dan Jemis. Okay, welcome back again in studio with me today, Sean LeBlanc and Courtney Bondi, sales reps with the Dan Jemis team. Courtney Bondi. Courtney Bondi. Bondi. Uh, we have a couple of emails that came in this week. One uh, mm. one was uh, a few days ago, and one just came in before the show. So we'll get to that one uh, after. But first, let's get to the one that came in earlier this week from Stephanie. My home is listed with a local real estate company. We've asked our realtor to do an open house, but they keep telling us that's not something they do. Is it possible to host our own? Or are we breaking any laws or obligations? Okay, so they want this. Stephanie wants to host her own open house. She's listed with a realtor. Um, is it possible to host our own, or are we breaking any laws or obligations? You're not breaking any laws. The police will not show up. <laughs> now, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, um, I'd want to know why your realtor does not want to do them. Um, is it just because, like, it's Super Bowl Sunday and they <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday, or is it? I'm not. I'm not quite sure. So mm-hmm. I guess we'd need more information there, Stephanie. But um, 
yeah, if you want an open house, your realtor should definitely be considering them. I would listen to the realtor's advice because there are some times when it's not the best case scenario. Um, but if you're if you want an open house, and there are times when it's it does make sense. Absolutely. So um, I would find out why that is. Because they're, they're working for you. Them? Yeah, they're working yeah, for you. They're working so, for you. So um, most definitely, Sean. Anything to add to that? Um, as far as running your own open house, the, mm. the, the pitfalls of, of going into that are, I mean, let's start at the beginning. So number one, um, we, we don't like it when the homeowner is at a house when we show a house Yes, and people say this all the time. I know, yeah. I know my house better than anybody. I can show my house better than anybody. The number one reason I would say is we can't be honest about your house when you're standing right there. Yeah. It's a courtesy to you is I, I can't say things to, you know, disrespect your home when you're standing there right in front of me. And buyers are super uncomfortable. The second that they walk into a house yeah. and the seller's there, they are uncomfortable. They want to get out quickly. Yeah. So oftentimes we're going to say uh, whatever we can to you to, to get out of the house as, yeah. as quick as possible. Yeah. So um, if I'm hosting my own open house, I'm not getting any real feedback no. uh, about the home. That, that's a great example, Sean. And, and, you know, touching base, we've had people that, you know, before our listing with us, they'd, they'd try and sell privately. And they would say, listen, um, we're waiting off another week. We had an open house and it was great feedback. Listen, guys, somebody walking through your house, if you're trying to sell privately, if you're hosting your own open house, is not going to tell you to your face that they don't like your house. They're going to tell you whatever they, they can to be nice and get out of the house. Yeah. So they're not going to give you true, honest feedback. Oh, your house was gorgeous. Have a good day. Thanks. Well, there was that one show and, I I can't remember. It was the, this this big uh, Irish guy, and they would they would have people come through the open house with hidden cameras. Yes. And then they would sit down with the seller, and they would show them the feedback, the true feedback, and yes. the seller's like jaw dropped. jaw would literally yeah. jaw. And I'm it, I'm going into more and more houses where there's cameras set up really? inside the Are house. You waving? Uh, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Because it, it, part of that is feedback is really hard to get in our industry. Yes. And I think a lot of that is, you know, we're Canadians. We're very polite, eh? Yep. So we don't want to, we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So yep. it's, it's hard to get honest feedback sometimes. So, so yeah, I mean, m maybe someone setting up a camera. I mean, you can get a really nice camera technology for, now, yeah, you know, what, 40, 50 easy. bucks. Yeah. And it's connected to the internet. I'll watch it on my phone. Listen, and... I have them at all your desks. I can oh, see that you're working. Barely. Sean, get back to work. That's what he gives for those teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's truly probably one of the biggest. Acor, anything to add to that? No, Sean, you summed that up pretty yeah, pretty well. Yeah, people, yeah. Just just think to yourself, um, if you are walking through someone's personal home, you're not going to, and they're there, you're not going to tell them that their house is is no, you don't not wanna, nice or it's you not, don't hurt not, that it's not nice, but it's the, the layout doesn't work. It, it's... Yeah, You're even the littlest gonna... thing like the layout, something that it's out of your control. You yep. just feel uncomfortable. You don't want to hurt exactly. You nope. don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You're no, it's just... a gorgeous yep. house. We're just, you know, we're just looking and get out. They're not going to tell you the feedback that they would tell their realtor, and the realtor has no problem forwarding that feedback to the listing agent. Well, it's almost like, like you know, if I'm going to make an offer and it's a really low offer, obviously it's a lot easier for me to give that to my realtor and say, here, you sit down in front yep. of these people and, and insult them. Yeah, but exactly. you know, I'm going to be less likely to do that myself. I probably just I just won't make an offer. You got it. Like, that's just how it works out.
You got it. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll take a break here for news. When we come back, we have another question that was emailed to us right before the show. Um, and uh, this actually, they asked me not to mention their names. So they're currently listed with a realtor. So I will uh, get to that uh, in just a few minutes. And then we also have um, the story about America's most expensive home. Listing for two hundred fifty million, not thousand. Woo! Two hundred fifty million dollars. We'll tell you about that, and we also have the latest market update for Windsor Essex uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show as well. Okay, lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team, Dan Jemis. Okay, welcome back to the show. Seven thirty-three. This. Uh, this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday morning. Should, uh, be, should be a national holiday. Should, should be a holiday. Totally honest. Oh, boy. Sean LeBlanc and uh, Courtney Bondi in studio. So let's get to the other question that was emailed right before the show. Um, and uh, we can we can answer this one, okay? So, uh, hi, Dan. We listen to your show every week and thought you'd be the perfect person to ask about an issue we've had recently. We've had our home for sale with someone for quite some time who was referred to us by close friends. A couple issues have come up that we feel are unethical. Two questions for you. First, we would like to change realtors and hire your team. Is there a way to be released from our current contract? And secondly, would uh, who should we complain to about ethical issues we've had with our current realtor? Please don't mention our names on the real on the radio. Okay. So, um, okay. So, can we hire your team? Yes, you of course you can always hire a team, but you're in a Listing contract, it sounds like. So we have to find out when that contract expires. Yep. Um, and the other thing you can do is, um, you know, ask your realtor to be released from the contract. You know, I can speak for our team. We would never, ever hold anyone to a contract they would not want to be held to. So um, if we list a house and someone's unhappy with our service, we would not hold them against their will to the listing contract. Same with a buyer. If we're working with a buyer... We would not force someone to work with us. What kind of business? It's, bad, it's bad business. Yeah, and we're, we're in the referral business. So, um, you know, we depend on our clients being happy and referring us to their friends and family. And so holding someone against their will to a contract would not make the most sense. All, unfortunately, a lot of realtors do. Um, we do not. So the, the first yeah. thing, what people don't really understand is when you're listing your property... You're not listing your property necessarily with that agent. Yes, correct. The listing agreement is with the brokerage first. Yes. So if it's uh, the Dan Jemis team, if it's Remax, if it's Royal Page, whoever it is, um, you're signing that listing with that brokerage, brokerage yep. and that agent is merely representing the brokerage. Yes. So when we want to get out of that listing, it's not necessarily up to the agent, it's up to the brokerage. Yes. So the, the first call may be uh, to the brokerage if you're not having any luck with your agent because the it is ultimately up to the broker whether or not they want to release that listing yes. first. Yes, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And it does happen. And it has happened in the past. Absolutely. Where um, somebody's come to us and said, listen, we need to make a change. We want to hire you guys. And we'll tell them, you're under contract, unfortunately. You have to talk to the realtor. Um, so the way it works is if somebody approaches us, we can discuss with them. We cannot arbitrarily contact a listed person we cannot if they're under contract we cannot contact them if they reach out to us we can have a discussion with them um but our goal is to you know if you want to have a relationship with the team we need to get you you know released from that contract or let the contract expire yep um you know and that's just the proper way of doing things so 
I would have started off by having a conversation with your realtor and let them know uh, how you feel. Uh, they would then have an opportunity to fix the problem, if that's the case, um, if it's fixable. Um, and then uh, go from there. If, if you're still unhappy, then then talk to them about moving on. And listen, it's possible that the realtor as well wants to be released from that contract. It's possible they're not happy. It's, it's a two-way street, the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. It goes both yeah. ways. And there are times when, you know, we hear from a realtor saying, you know what, please take the contract over. I don't, I don't want to work with them anymore, which is sad, but it does happen. And so it could be a, a two-way street and, and they could be unhappy as well. So you might be surprised. They might say, you know what, that's fine. I'll release you right now. And uh, you move on. Yeah, or, on. I mean, it could be it could be the realtor relationship. And yes. every brokerage has, you know, a lot of different realtors. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes you may just say, hey, give me give me another realtor. You know, it may it may just yes, be exactly. better. Yeah, that's yeah. always I an mean, option there too, right? Yeah. Yep. With 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 our team, I mean, I've I've said it to people. If the, if for some reason we're not vibing or we're yep. just we're we're just not working out, I said I have three other amazing ladies on my team that uh, that will do just just as great a job. Yep. I said for whatever reason, sometimes personalities don't don't clash. Yes, sure. Um, or they do clash. Yeah. Or they do clash. Yeah. Sorry, but uh, I mean part of. Part of a great realtor is being able to to mix and and mirror and match. Uh, we talk about this all yes. the time, right? You you want to you want to mirror and match. Like my personality, I feel you know it, what's that what's that new movie that just came out where the guy has twenty two uh, personal split split yeah. And uh, honestly, like I feel like I have split personality sometimes. You know, sometimes you so have to be. All, <laughs> yeah. all, all, we yeah. feel that too, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's yeah, there's definitely. Uh, <laughs> Should have yesterday morning. <laughs> Who's coming <laughs> to the office today? Let's see. Yeah, we we don't know. But yeah, there's there's sometimes where you know we're maybe dealing with a young buyer and we're having lots of fun yeah. and it and there's sometimes where you know I need to have a suit on and yep. I need to be ultra serious and yep. you know there's there's no time for laughing and playing around when. You know, you're dealing with a million dollar commercial deal. Yep. yep you know, yep. there's there's times where we can, you know, be a little laid back and there's times where we really need to tighten up our tie and be ultra serious. Yeah, you know, I think it's about that open communication and making sure that you have that clear communication with your realtor. And even beforehand, even though a friend recommended another friend, still get a couple realtors in there yes. and hear what they're what they're gonna do, what they're you know, how are they gonna work for you and, and get a clear understanding, educate yourself. I think that's the biggest yeah. uh, mistake that that most people make when listing a home. They don't interview more than one realtor. They just go with their recommendation yep. um, from one person and they don't talk to others. Well and, it'd be like hiring a contractor and yep. not seeing any type of work that they've done. Yep. I mean, yeah, maybe they did a great towel job for Susie. And then you're yep. coming and asking him to do, do some framing. Some, yep, exactly. It's yep. Uh, it's it's the same thing. I mean, you know, take time, interview yeah. people, ask questions. Yes. How ask how do you, how do you work? What are you gonna do for me? You know, one of my yeah. over the years, uh, you know, sitting down with with uh, with sellers, I've had a lot of people ask a lot of questions. But there was one uh, client of of ours in the past, uh, Corinne and Jim, and uh, they listen to the show, so they're probably listening. And Corinne. Um, you know, I'll never forget. I show up at their house and they were trying to sell privately uh, and then called us. And uh, I sit down and she had three full pages of questions. And it was like literally going through an interview. And I said to her, I said, I have to tell you, Corinne, I said, this is the first time I've ever experienced this. And it is brilliant because you are getting to a lot of the, the questions that people wish they would have asked the realtors. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're close friends. This was 
you know, five, six years ago. And we're still close friends today. We go out for dinner and, but we still laugh about that. And, and it's a joke. And Jim just shakes his head, right? Cause he was just, oh boy, that's cringe is taking over. And, and, but really it's what you have to do. You have to, it's, it's like a job interview, right? You're interviewing, um, somebody going to have a large effect on your life. Yes. You know, your, your biggest financial investment is typically your house. Yep. And so definitely research what you're doing and find out, you know, what, what's happening. But Oh yeah, we still laugh that about that to this what day. What do we always say? People spend way more time planning their vacation and stuff yep. than than selling their house the or yep. finding someone to help yep. them find the biggest investment that they're gonna. Yeah. Yes, and, and really, it is a relationship you could have for the rest of your lives. Our clients, um, if they buy or sell with the team, they're gonna be hearing from us, uh, and not just because they want to sell or, or or move in in the future, but because we want to keep them informed. So our clients hear from from the team. Constantly, you know, what's what's the houses? Uh, what are the houses down the street selling for? What's happening? Because we want to keep you informed, and so it is a relationship that will last a long time. And, and you know, our goal is for the rest of your lives. Absolutely. Um, and some, pe- some people don't want to talk to us anymore. That's fine. You know what? We, you've you've done your job and move on. Perfect. Yep. That's okay. No problem. But the majority of people love the information that we're gonna get, we're gonna be giving them, and so it's a relationship you have to be ready to you know um, to handle. Um, for the rest of your lives. Hey, and sometimes long in your, time, your long, long time in the selling or buying process, you know, you go through people have babies or yes. they're getting married, and you go through those milestones with them yes. too. So it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's, marriages, then you have the team. There's yeah. nothing <laughs> better than knowing in five years that that same person that helped me is is going to be there still, ready, willing, and able to to help. They do it. Yeah, you got it. Um, just I'm just looking back at this email again, and there was a second question: Who should we complain to about ethical issues we've had with our current realtor? Um, so number one would be the broker, well, the realtor, number one, number two, if you don't want to do that, then the broker record. So the, uh, broker record of that real estate company. Yep. Um, and then if that doesn't resolve anything, and then I would go to Rico, uh, Rico is the real estate, uh, council of Ontario. So, uh, that's our governing body and, uh, you can get more information at rico.on.ca, rico.on.ca. Um, and file a complaint that way. So I, uh, I shouldn't, again, I can't say their names, but they didn't mention what the complaints were, um, just that there was some ethical issues that had arisen. Um, a couple issues have come up that we feel are unethical. So I don't have any more details than that. I can't, you know, speculate, but um, I would call the realtor first, talk to them about that, uh, call the broker of record next, uh, the company, and uh, see if they can deal with it. And then if that's not getting you anywhere, then RICO. Uh, the Real Estate Council of Ontario. Anything to add to that? Pretty self-explanatory. Very self-explanatory. And uh, Rico is a great website. It, it offers a lot yes. of outlets for other people that have had other problems that mm-hmm. you can research and you can find out. Uh, you know what's what solutions were there and uh, what's happening. Some questions to ask and yes. what, how to. Yeah. Yeah, there's what a lot of, lot, of great, yeah. Realtors, a lot of great info there. Good info. Absolutely. Check it out. Check it out. Okay, let's get to um, the fun topic. America's most expensive home officially lists. At two hundred and fifty million bucks. Wow! It's very. It's a very. It's a thousand square foot. I'm kidding. Not thousand square foot. It's thirty-eight thousand square feet. Okay, get this: the average size and sale price of a newly built home in the U.S. continues to climb, just like it does here in Canada. The Wall Street Journal recently pegged the average size to be just under two uh, twenty-five hundred square feet, and the median price at just under three hundred thousand dollars. But Luxury real estate developer Bruce Mikowski has taken it to a whole new level with an uber-modern, spec-built mega-mansion in L.A.'s posh 
Bel Air community listed with an elephantine, not to mention publicly, oh, publicity assuring asking price of 250 million bucks, making it by far the highest priced private residence currently for sale in the U.S. The next uh, most expensive listing is a 16-acre multi-residence uh, compound in Florida owned by the family of deceased publisher William Ziff Jr. and listed in early tw- uh, 2016 at 195 million bucks. So, let's talk about this. With about 38,000 square feet, 38,000 square feet. It's like normal people, 38 of their homes. Literally, yeah. Um, of crisply plush and sleekly appointed interior space over four levels, plus another 17,000 square feet or so of outdoor living areas shoehorned on a sloped parcel of just over an acre. That's, that's, that's kind of looking pretty small. small. <laughs> uh, with unimpeded and downright dynamite 270 degree views that sweep over LA from the San Gabriel Mountains to the Pacific Ocean. The brand spanking new residence is more than 15 times the size of the average newly built house in the U.S. And they say the average uh, average is 2,500 square feet. And its aston- uh, astronomical asking price uh, is nearly 850 times that of the median sale price of the newly built home in the U.S. In addition to numerous and impressively bedazzled, if arguably impersonally proportioned living, dining, and entertaining spaces that feature vast walls of glass that disappear into the walls and facilitate an easy, breezy, indoor-outdoor living experience, of course. Listing details indicate there are 10 oversized VIP guest suites, plus two master suites. There are also three kitchens, that's it, five (laughs) bars, two commercial-grade elevators, lined in alligator skin, (laughs) and a total of 21 bathrooms. Who in the heck... Clean those bathrooms, not them. The residence's myriad recreation and leisure amenities include a James Bond-themed 40-seat home theater. Yes. That'd be awesome. Love that. With a 22-foot screen and a 4K projector preloaded with 7,000 movies. Wow. It's called Netflix. Hello. (laughs) Uh, And four-lane bowling alley. A games area with industrial-sized candy wall. (laughs) (laughs) You just just lost it. That wouldn't last... Uh, two temperature-controlled and fully stocked champagne wine cellars, a state-of-the-art fitness center and wellness spa, and no doubt to the auditory chagrin of some of the property's privacy and quiet-craving neighbors, a helipad on the roof. Of course. Of course. How is he going to get there? <laughs> yeah. Both master bedrooms open to a spacious, full grassy private terraces with panoramic views. One of the master terraces includes a gigantic U-shaped infinity edge spa while the primary outdoor living space has a large bar, outdoor kitchen and an 85 foot long mosaic filled infinity edge swimming pool with swim up bar. Equally impressive because nothing's been impressive so far uh, as the engineering feat that allows the lake sized swimming pool to uh, sit atop the garage is the 18-foot-wide and 12-foot-high television screen that arises up out of the landscape at a touch of a button by the way of a spiral hydraulic lift. Wow. The property is offered not merely as a humongous house with cutting-edge technologies and premium-grade finishes, but as a complete turnkey lifestyle package. The asking price includes all the furnishings. Oh, that's nice. 
plus more than 100 art objects and installations and two fully stocked champagne and wine storage rooms. There's also a car gallery jam-packed with a gleaming fleet of rare and vintage automobiles and motorcycles worth more than 30 million bucks that will transfer with the sale of the uh, Mr. Mikowski. Uh, the sale and Mr. Mikowski will pay the salaries of seven <laughs> full-time staff, including a chef, chauffeur, and masseuse for two years. Oh, that's well, a that's deal. my question. What was it? Like, you know, you have a spa in there. Are you going to get the, the masseuse with it too? Or? You do for two years. I'd make it five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, put, we'll put that All in right. the offer. How about right, that? There you go. How about that place? I say we offer $200 million right now Done. and see if they'll take it. Wrap it up. We'll put our pennies together. Done. And buy it. We can just get rid of two of the mates to make the offer. Let's come just together. put an offer unconditional, well, yeah, even though we can't afford it. And then we'll just pretend to own it for, well, till closing. <laughs> Why don't we make it conditional uh, for 365 days yes. upon us winning Lotto 649? You got it. Done. Twice. Okay. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get to the market stats, the market update, okay, for the month of January. Lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. We're going to go put an offer on a $250 million house. We're back after this. Do you ever wonder if you've made the right decisions buying a home? Are you in the right mortgage product? Should you spend that extra money on home renovations? I just needed some advice, and I figured I would just come straight to the source. Well, you happen to be in the right place for all the best advice. Thank you so much. You give people such awesome advice. You're listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Here's Dan Jemis, your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Okie dokie, let's take a look at the market stats for the month of January. So, the good news is, um, and there's lots of good news, the good news is we've seen an uptick in listings hitting the market. So, just nearly uh, short of 16% um, market activity increase for this January versus last. So, that's good news. Great news. 508 listings uh, in 2016, uh, 587 this past month. Uh, in January of this uh, this past month of uh, this uh, this year, so that's that's good news. More listings hitting means uh, lots of happy sellers that are able to find some houses. There's still you know we still need to get that number up, but it's going in the right direction. Well, it's been a wild uh, January too. The weather's been all yeah. over the place, yeah. all over the place, all over the place. Sales were up 12 percent in January, so again they continue to grow. So people are buying houses, folks. They're Absolutely. buying them and fast. They're buying them <laughs> and fast. Um, let's take a look. Average price was up uh, just over six percent, six point three seven percent. So in January of two thousand sixteen, the average price was two hundred five, just short of two hundred six thousand dollars. This year, two hundred nineteen thousand dollars. So it's climbed a little bit, not not a crazy amount, but uh, it's it's climbing. And again, this is not giving us enough information, you know, for a long period of time. So six percent this month, you know. My guess is going to keep climbing. It'll be higher next month as well. Yeah, I mean, but... I remember last January's. It just it's it started. The, yes. the year started so fast. It kind of started. And, yeah, you know, it it took it took a little while for people to realize what was happening. We we talked about it this week. This week that uh, you know, even last year, we kind of people were panicking at the beginning of the year, thinking, okay, it's just some kind of blip, but then it kept going. Yeah, right. The market kept, it never stopped kept ticking. Yep, and didn't uh, didn't stop. Um, residential. Uh, let's what else. Um, Units sold. Uh, so I'm looking at the the price ranges, uh, and we're seeing a, a, a huge uptick in the uh, 200 to 280 price range, uh, and the uh, 420 to 500 thousand dollars. So here's an example, and this is why 
people, we, we have to keep reminding people that the average price um, has a lot to do. The, the increases in average price has a lot to do with these, with these numbers as well. And in January of 2016, we saw five homes between $420 and a half million dollars sell. This past month, 22 of them. That's crazy. That's yeah. huge. And so that's a large reason, a big reason as to why the average price climbs like it does. We're seeing a lot of the higher uh, priced range homes selling, which is increasing the average price. So it's not necessarily because every home is worth that much more. It's because we're seeing more higher end homes actually selling, selling yep. which is which is quite telling. Uh, the highest uh, listings we're noticing in uh, central downtown Windsor, uh, South Windsor, uh, followed by Central Windsor, by South Central Windsor in the uh, in the city. In the county, we're seeing uh, Lakeshore, LaSalle, Leamington. Uh, Amherstburg is not far behind. Uh, in the uh, sales, again, Lakeshore, Kingsville, LaSalle, Amherstburg are all doing very well uh, with sales. So there's not really a bad area in Windsor Essex right now, is there? No, a- no, every every area is selling. Don't get me wrong. There's like white hot areas. Yes, like they're they're so hot. They're yep. they're turning. You know, crazy. Yep. But I mean, it didn't. It, like we had the that duplex over on Crawford. Yes. You know, like right uh, downtown Windsor. Yep. Um, and it sold right away. Yep. Like, and then it, it really doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't matter. Get her done. Every her house, done. every house will sell. And yes, one thing we always go back to is is the right price. And we yeah. talk about this all the time when we when we see these properties selling for great prices. They've They've priced them out properly for the That's area exactly that they're it. in, and they... everything will sell. Everything is sellable. It yep. just depends on you know it's got to have the right price. Right Absolutely, price. but it can be, you know, it can be falling down if it's priced properly. It will sell. Well, I had uh, a duplex that uh, had a fire upstairs. Yes, and the the renter actually died in the fire. Wow! And it sold uh, in two days. Yeah. So it's, it's investors, they might not, you like know. I said, but I mean, if I tried to price that property at, you know, a hundred thousand or 120,000, you know, chances are it wasn't going to work. Yeah. But if you come in aggressive. Okay. Let's take a break works. here. And then we're going to wrap up the show right after this, right here on the Dan Jemis real estate show. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis real estate show. Here's your host and broker owner of the largest real estate team in Windsor, Essex, Dan Jemis. Well, thank you for tuning in today. It's been uh, it's been awesome, and we're looking forward to having you again with us next uh, next Sunday. Uh, if you are thinking of buying or selling, the Dan Jemis team would love to help. Give us a call seven days a week, 519-566-5565. Courtney, the phone number again? 519 565 566? Oh, 566 565. Okay. Sean, how about you? Go. No, I'm done. Call my phone. I get my cell phone. 519. Let's not ask Courtney for the phone number to the office, but we are open seven days a week. 519 566 5565. In our web address, Courtney? DanJemis.com. Yes, that one. That That one's easy. And you can always find all kinds of information, testimonials, uh, lots of tips, all kinds of things. You can even find the old podcasts from all the shows we've done. Throughout the last, uh, geez, we're approaching two years on the air. Wow, it's crazy. Holy moly. Time uh, flies. Yeah, it's been, time does fly. So if you are thinking of buying or selling, the Dan Jemis team would love to help. We'll come out there and say hello and uh, and meet you and uh, have a good chat. And we'll we might even bring cookies. If Sean comes, he will bring cookies. If, yeah. Guaranteed. If, yeah. Well, I, actually, I should, probably should bring cookies. It would guarantee me more listings. Because yes. I, I, I don't like to do my own home, but I am quite Sean can, is yeah, awesome can, in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sean's awesome in the kitchen. I'm awesome at toast and cereal. I'm fantastic. Cereal. There it is, folks. That's the show for today. We will see you. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll see you next Sunday. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. If you've thought about selling or buying a home in the future, the Dan Jemis Real Estate team would love to help. Visit the team's website at danjemis.com or call the office seven days a week, 519-566-5565.